At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. outside your window may not be great but here on post show recaps everything is super that's right it's the everything is super podcast currently cruising through the d c e u hello everybody i am josh Wigler. i'm joined here by kevin mahadeo kevin you ready to rock oh we're we're at rock bottom baby <laughs> are we who don't know Joshua, the rock bottom is the rock's finisher move, along with the people's elbow from his days of wrestling. So that was a uh, that was a wrestling joke out there. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm not a big wrestling guy. I just know the rock because he does movies and stuff. But I smelled <laughs> what he was cooking. Uh, I, I, I think a lot of cooking. people smelled what he was cooking for this one. Yeah, people like it's like, hmm, was that an egg? What is the egg smell that I'm smelling here? Uh, some sulfuric fumes coming from the direction of Black Adam, the movie that not only launched the post-show recaps coverage of the DCEU, but also the movie that may or may not have killed the DCEU. And just to uh, get ahead of it, some feedback that we got from the great Felipe. Felipe asked, Did The Rock single handedly kill the original DCEU? Is the opening question uh, that I think will be a very thematic portion of this conversation that we're going to be having about Black Adam, our second time talking through Black Adam on Everything is Super, and our first time talking it through. On the other side of knowing that I apologize to all fans of The Rock, but unfortunately, he did not change the hierarchy of the DCU for himself. Uh, at least not for, for the better himself, of himself. Yeah. Yes. But he definitely uh, changed it. It definitely, definitely changed. So first and foremost, Kevin, how are you doing? We are about a week removed from our conversation about the Suicide Squad. What a lovely reunion. I know it's great to be here talking about this movie, which we saw together for the first sure time did. Yeah. in theaters. It feels so, so long ago. Kickstarted this whole thing, as you mentioned. Interesting to come back to it with different eyes. Um, I'm sure we're going to get into that part of it all. But man, how how much has changed from when we walked changed. out of that theater? Like just what a different world we now live in. A lot has reality. Changed. A lot has changed. Allegiances have changed. Uh, loyalties <laughs> have shifted, uh, and a whole bunch else has has moved around. So just to catch everybody up, we are getting close to the end after a long hiatus. We're now back in the in the mix with the DCEU, but we're getting very close to the end of it already. We got to talk through Black Adam today. Then we got to talk through Shazam: Fury of the Gods next week. And then we all just have to hold on to our butts while we wait for The Flash to speed into our lives in June. And once The Flash is out, I think that's going to conclude our uh, our march through the DCEU with, I guess there's still Blue Beetle coming up later in the summer. Well, Blue Beetle's a weird one, right? Because it is supposed to actually be part of the new universe. Is whereas it? Is it? I, it wasn't listed as part so. of Chapter 1. I feel like I heard James Gunn sort of mention it as like a real start. I don't know. It's it's I'll weird. Tell you what, Kevin, none of this still makes any sense to me as no, far as like what is doesn't. what are we keeping? What are we getting rid of? This remains well, a messy situation. 
hopefully the flash answers that right like ironically waiting for the i feel like we've been waiting so long for this particular movie with the flash that uh which is ironic considering he's supposed to be the fastest person but like uh, maybe answers i don't know i, don't <laughs> I guess know. we'll find out yeah uh so speaking of the flash and of course this is the portion where we get into a couple of news items from the dcu if there's anything relevant uh i thought that this was fun stephen king uh was out on twitter this week saying that he got an advanced screening of the flash Stephen King says, as a rule, I don't care a lot for superhero movies, uh, which is funny considering how essential uh, certain Marvel characters are to one of his seminal works, uh, The Dark Tower. Uh, Stephen King says, but this one is special. It's heartfelt, funny, and eye-popping. I loved it. Kevin, do you think Stephen King uh, uh, loved The Flash? And when he mentions eye-popping, it's because there's like literal eye-popping that occurs in The Flash? Did- it's quite possible that that actually happens, which means you are going to have to look away, my friend. But listen, I like Stephen King a lot. I like his writing. I, you know, I, I'm I'm a relatively new to the realm of reading his books, but I obviously respect him. I've seen a lot of adaptations of his movies. Certain ones are very good. Mm-hmm. However, no hard offense to Mr. King. Yeah, but I do feel like. You give that man five bucks, he's going to say anything. I don't think that's (laughs) fair. I don't think so. I feel like I have seen his endorsement on certain things where I'm just like, Steven, really? I don't Uh, think that's right. I don't think that's right. I don't know. I don't disavow, know. Man. Disavow. Disavowing it. All right. Fair enough. But I like, disavow. Phenomenal. This writer. is a. This is a. This is an easier one. Actually, the director of the Flash is Andy Muschietti, who is also the director of It. So yes. you know that makes more sense. That tracks. That that sense. tracks. Okay. That tracks. You know. Uh, but I, I made think... a good adaptation of your work. You should. You you owe me now. And he's like, I He's right. I do. I have to dream catcher. I owe everyone. That's what he's gonna do. That's what he's gonna do. So the the reviews continue to pour in for the flash stephen king is a fan uh beyond that uh kind of a quiet week after we had the really big superman news that broke while we were talking on the podcast last time um rachel brosnahan has like at least acknowledged the existence of the rumors she was on uh the view uh promoting the final season of the marvelous Ms. basil uh and she said listen it would be really exciting It'd be really exciting if it happened. But uh, that's the kind of thing that you have to say when you're like locked into it or desirous of the thing, but can't say anything beyond that. Uh, as we're talking, currently no updates to uh, to whether or not anyone has been cast. But uh, David Sweat, who was named as one of the front runners to play Superman, has since uh, joined a different film. He is going to be one of the many people starring in uh i believe it is going to be called twisters uh as in multiple twisters a tell me that twister. is not what i oh you finished the sentence yeah and it makes me sad yeah uh yes uh he's gonna be in that uh and Just feel i like you can't do that movie without bill paxton i also feel that way and yet and yet they are doing there it. we it's, are it's mm-hmm. happening uh so that's most of the dc stuff that i've clocked in the last couple of days there's been some uh, interesting marvel moves that are being made we have um we know that secret invasion is starting at the end of june you can look forward to post your recaps coverage of that show um and loki will be returning this year we have a debut date october 6th is the currently announced premiere date for Loki. Uh, and then even more interestingly uh, is that Echo is coming out this year, having been filmed already. It is coming out on November 29th. And for the first time, Kevin, it is going to be dropped all at once. It is going to be Ooh. Marvel's very first binge show. Don't feel great about that. Talk I mean, me I was it. actually, I mean, like I was actually going to say, I'm surprised there's so much coming out considering Marvel's recent statements about trying to pull back on the amount of content they're putting out. To your point, a lot of this was filmed already. Secret Invasion was done. Loki was done. Echo seems like it was done. So like three shows coming out, hitting, feels like quite a bit. Dropping all of the episodes at once, in my opinion, doesn't bode well for what they probably think about the show. Mm. And I don't necessarily think that it means the show's bad, but I think they believe the show doesn't 
is not going to warrant the weekly conversation that other shows have, right? Like the 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 extended buzz talk. It feels like they want to drop it all at once, have everyone watch it, have a brief period of buzz that everyone's going to talk about it, and then it'll probably filter out. And I don't disagree with that from like a marketing person standpoint, I guess. Um, I think like knowing knowing the reality of your audiences is good. You know, they expected the character to really explode coming out of Hawkeye and they really didn't. Everyone obviously focused on different parts of Hawkeye for various reasons. So it's not surprising, but it also is just like, ooh, I know, I, I don't know. On the other hand, at least they're thinking these things out now. The the instinct would have been like just do weekly, and like, at least they're just like, well, we know what's gonna happen, so let's actually plan for this drop properly. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about it. There is a part of me that feels like, okay, well, let's try a new model and, uh, you know, see if the binge drop works better, because I think that a lot of these shows we have felt would play better on a binge. So this might actually be really good for Echo to, like, be able to sink your teeth into it and sit down with it like it's a Marvel movie. So part of me is, like, interested in that. And then another part of me feels like, is this, like, a, a sign of uh, minimal confidence in the product that they kind of just want to, like, get it out and move on, uh, which would be a bummer. Uh, so I don't know where it's going to stand, uh, but those dates are now out in the ether and it is, uh, it is news fit to report, but it is otherwise a relatively light uh, news segment here, Kevin, as we should focus all of our efforts on the film that Dwayne Johnson himself focused so much effort on, Black Adam, which we will do on the other side of this quick commercial break. Stay tuned. All right, Kevin, let us do this. Let's change the hierarchy of <laughs> everything is super on post-show recaps by diving into Black Adam, released in theaters October 3rd, uh, 2022, or I'm sorry, October 21st, 2022 in the United States. October 3rd, 2022 was its premiere in Mexico City. Uh, and it Canada, is probably. Uh, and it is a movie. That's the <laughs> sentence. It's a, mo it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie starring Dwayne Johnson as Teth Adam, uh, the not quite a champion of Kondok, once upon a time, who is frozen in carbonite, basically, and thawed out in the modern day to be the champion of the people. That's the Rock's deal, right? People's champ? He's the people's champion, and he's yeah, got the people's so... elbow that he'll lay down. In this case, it's the people's lightning bolts. Yeah, so um, he's doing his Rock thing as the people's yeah. champion, and some of the people don't like that. Uh, namely the Justice Society, uh, as summoned by Amanda Waller, who unleashes Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Cyclone, and Atom Smasher on Black Adam in order to stop him from being a public menace. Uh, but good luck stopping the man in black. Uh, and that is effectively the movie. You know, that's, what the, that's what's going on in this film. And then the third act, there's a villain that we really haven't focused on at all. And then he shows up and then there's a CG fight fest, uh, which That's is it. part for the course, really, for a lot of these movies. Um, Josh, I remember when yep. we walked out, we yes. were pretty high on this movie. We, well, I remember high this. is a strong word. But we were like, hey, that wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Uh, Correct. Our expectations were non-existent. We, we expected nothing of this movie. So that maybe colored it to a certain extent. Um, we're... Where are you now? I'm curious so, about where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my memories of this, and we, there's podcast receipts that you can pull up, folks, is that Kevin and I walked out of it and both were like really surprised by how much we enjoyed it. You really thought it was going to be just like outright awful because uh, what's your thing about The Rock? And before all of this, like what was your thing about The Rock and The Rock movies? Yeah. And really hilariously, this really just proved my point, I guess. Um, the Rock, I thought, was very wrong for this role, uh, and a lot of the issues I had sort of existed, right? I think I was surprised by how much of a villain he kind of was. He was killing people, so I was happy about that. But the the Rock has this rule where he just can't lose. He can't appear weak or beaten. Um, and boy, oh boy, was it prevalent the first time I watched it. It's even more prevalent now. The fact that he wanted Black Adam to fight Superman shows a gross misunderstanding of what this character is. And then following 
the movie's release, we found out even more information that I think is uh, severely negative impact and stuff. So that was my big issue going in. It was somewhat alleviated watching it, but then compounded afterwards with new information. So like really an up and down sequence here of uh, of my opinions about The Rock in this situation. But like certainly the world has uh, changed their hierarchy on him. It feels like it. Yeah. Uh, you know, things really shifted uh, coming. So coming out of the movie, I was like, OK, that was actually kind of fun. Uh, there were some things about it that I really enjoyed. The Justice Society, probably top of that list and Pierce Brosnan specifically top of that list uh, as Dr. Fate, who I think I said at the time, like, this is really what I wanted out of Doctor Strange and the MCU was what we got out of Pierce Brosnan as Kent Nelson, a.k.a. Dr. Fate. But I really liked Aldous Hodge as Carter Hall, the Hawkman, uh, Noah Centennial, uh, who I feel like uh, I, if I didn't say this then, I'll say now like that dude and Mark Ruffalo, they need to star in a thing together as relatives because they've just got the <laughs> same vibe. Uh, you know, uh, Sarah Shahi, I believe, is in this who plays. Is, is she the one who is... Um, she is, uh, gosh, she's Adriana, I think is the name of the character. She's the Rock's uh, love interest in the film. Sort of love interest, yeah. Um, Amon's, Amon's mother, who continuity-wise, they, they play a really big role for Black Adam uh, in, in, right. in the comics. Right. You were saying this on the last podcast. Like, yes. She was fun. Amon was fun. Cyclone was cool. I loved the way that the powers were depicted. I thought that yes. the JSA stuff was really great uh, coming out of it. And that was like sort of our big point of excitement where it was like, all right, okay. Plus there's some Superman teased at the end of this thing. Like, okay. With the theme. We were like, okay, all right. Well, maybe there's going to be some life juiced back into this thing. It's just, it's just possible that maybe, just maybe this ship is going to turn around and then immediately uh, just like the impact crater uh, was as if Black Adam had just like ran into this thing himself uh, with uh, the, the box office results being a lot less than anyone on that side of the line would have wanted questions about the actual numbers that were being produced for this movie were brought into question. There was a lot of, um, Scandal is probably a hard word for this, but like controversy and like, um, uh, you know, uh, cheeks in the wind type moves here of Dwayne Johnson leaking numbers to the trades and then them getting reported as inaccurate elsewhere by, I believe, Matt Baloney at Puck. Uh, and so it just ended up getting like really, really messy as far as did this thing turn a profit? Is this thing going to turn a profit? Doesn't look like this thing is going to turn a profit. The deeper we get into it, it's okay. Henry Cavill is coming back as Superman, but actually he's not uh, because there is a whole ass other thing that is coming your way, which is the hiring of James Gunn and Peter Safran as the new shepherds of the DC universe. But we didn't know that at the time. And at the time when we walked out of Black Adam, we're like, well, we've seen the movies that we've seen from the DCU. And this one at least felt fun. And it felt like if they move into certain directions with like the JSA and if they can do things like this that look like Alex Ross painted covers and shit, it's going to be at least better than it's been. I hold to that. Uh, I hold to that, especially having watched all of the DCEU movies that we have watched up until this point, that I look at the list of the films we have gone through. And to Felipe's point, I do not think it is fair to say that Black Adam single-handedly destroys the DCEU. I think it's death by a thousand cuts, and it's just appropriate that one like rock-sized punch is yes. going to be the thing that breaks it. Um, but I don't think it's fair to lay the demise of the entire DC universe at the feet of Black Adam. And I gotta tell you... I still like it. I think I still like Black Adam, Kevin. I do. I think I still enjoy this movie. I put it on. I did my work today. I was watching. I kept looking. I was like, oh, those are the JSA again. They're kind of great. Pierce Brosnan, still terrific as Dr. Fate. Uh, he looks incredible. His acting is classic Pierce Brosnan. He has this wisdom that he brings to everything. The comedy is pretty good for me. The uh, send, send him my regards from the man in black or whatever he says as he rips him in half as the callback. Like, it's got some wonkiness. It feels especially weird now knowing this movie doesn't really matter at all. 
but I think it's still pretty fun. And especially relative to so many of these movies, I think that this is actually still one of the better ones for me. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right in terms of like the death of the DCEU, right? Like it's it's like there was a, a person standing there and the rock threw a punch at it, not realizing all the bones and internal organs were gone and just like destroyed, demolished it with that one hit. It was going down one way or another, but he just came in and finished it off. Um, but this movie, I I kept wanting in my head when I rewatched this to be like, Okay, well, now that the rose-colored glasses are off, maybe I'll understand so much of the hate this movie gets because a lot of people hate this movie. A lot of people think this is, like, the worst movie, which, again, is always my response of just, like, you need to watch more movies. Um, But, like, I didn't get there. Like, is this movie have its problems? Sure. Is it perfect? No. Do I have issues, especially now with like a lot of the stuff with The Rock? Yeah. Do I still love the JSA in it? Absolutely. And I think that's probably the biggest thing for me. I thought the JSA was really great. And I think my biggest, not even biggest change of opinion, but my biggest thought watching it again was basically just like, man, I wish this was a JSA movie. And we got the entire movie from their perspective and they showed up and fought Black Adam but we just see it from their POV from beginning to end, as opposed to Black Adam's story. Because it's like, there's a lot in there that, again, is is really colored because of the, the rock situation. But overall, yeah, man, I didn't dislike this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm we're the crazy ones, but... Yeah, maybe still. You know, so I have a. Uh, uh, I, I hope you're listening, Scott, if you are. Uh, uh, not Scott Evil, Scott Good for sure. Let's call him Scott Good. Uh, and Scott Good and I have a lot of conversations about uh, superhero movies from time to time. And let's call him Scott Good as sort of like the the like the the write-in name, the pseudonym. Uh, Scott Good came at me with a very strong take that uh, shook my faith in Scott Good to the core. And the strong take from Scott Good, and I hope you're ready for this because I feel like it is, uh, it's a big take. It's a big one that I find to be a disqualifying take. That Black Adam is worse than Morbius uh, was the take Bonkers. of Scott Gold. And, and, and Scott Good, and he, he holds to this. He holds very fiercely to this, that Morbius is much better the Black Adam, and that every day of the week he would watch Morbius before watching Black Adam. Uh, in his defense, I have since rewatched Black Adam. I have not since rewatched Morbius. I'm not fulfilling my end of the deal to check them both out equally at the same time, but just the thought of reengaging Morbius makes my skin crawl, so I'm really not interested in doing it. But I think putting Black Adam on the pantheon of like the worst of this genre is not fair to the movie. The historical quality of it is absolutely fair to assess. Uh, and like this movie maybe being emblematic of the excesses of a leadershipless uh, enterprise uh, and how a movie like this is allowed to be made uh, with somebody who is having very star driven creative control over the ordeal without an actual eye towards what would be uh you know, the strong and compelling place to bring the DC into the future. Um, you know, the the Rock's leadership of Black Adam. These are things that are worth calling into question. I think that the movie itself, you could walk away and say, like, that was that was fine. Um, and, like, I would totally, totally back that take. You could even say, I didn't really like it. I would totally be fine with that take. To call Black Adam, like, one of the worst superhero movies, I think, that's coming from somebody who hasn't seen a lot of superhero movies would be my feeling. I, yeah, I, I don't disagree at all. And also I think that there's so much in there for me behind the scenes stuff with like, there's the problems with black Adam extend far and wide. I do think the rock kind of likes the character on the surface of what he probably knows. Cause there's stuff in there that fits, that makes sense, but it just kind of goes off, off the walls. And I just feel like this movie was made at least to, this movie doesn't, in my opinion, treat his audience like they're morons. And I feel like Morbius does. Like, I feel like most of the movies made by Sony in the superhero uh, universe without Sam Raimi at this point and them doing their own stuff with like Venom is just like, 
our audience is stupid and we're going to treat them that way. And it's just like, that's how that movie feels. And I'm just like, I don't like that. Like it just, it makes Morbius far worse for me. They also lied. They spray painted Spider-Man on the wall and included in a trailer, then removed it. There's so yeah. much I hate about this. Like it, it, it's a it's a wild comparison, in my opinion. And Morbius didn't kill the Sony Spider Verse. That thing's still going. Uh, the the, well, the Sony's the, gonna milk that money for all of the work, Sony right? Spider. Like, yeah, the, the Sony Spider Verse is uh, not the follow-up to the everything is dcu by the way uh we're no. not gonna <laughs> i no. won't do it i won't do it uh but i think to say that it is at that level of bad feels uh feels wrong to me and i i similarly to you kevin kept watching the movie being like okay i'm gonna hate it this time i'm gonna really not like it this time it's going to have aged incredibly poorly the superman post credit scene is hilarious now it's like it's tragically so funny. funny um really sad but kind of incredibly funny uh you know that's that's sort of the thing that ages the the worst to me but on its own taken as sort of like a graphic novel uh and just like sort of like a slice of superhero pop culture I don't think that there's much that I would be like overly mad about. I don't like it as much as I like a bunch of the movies we've talked about, but I definitely like it a lot more than the ones that I really dislike. Like I would not put it in that same pantheon. Absolutely not. And there's still stuff in here. Like, again, I think all the JSA stuff is really cool. I think Dr. Fate is cool. Like there's a lot of the themes that are interesting about the idea of, you know, superheroes who aren't of a place coming in and like trying to, essentially take ownership and say what's best for the people who live there. There's a lot of those pieces that I think are pretty solid, but then there's the really bad stuff. The the bad guy at the end, I think is wild. The idea that they revealed like, ah, the rock is actually that kid's dad is who that was. And I'm like, we know you open the movie and that's clearly his voice yeah. as the dad. So like, I so... in the theater didn't clock it for sure. Oh my god, I really Joshua. Didn't. I really didn't in the theater. I did not see it at all. Uh I take and, back what I said about Sony. <laughs> and I uh I just like I completely missed it and so I was looking for it this time around and I before you have a chance Kevin of being like Joshua, I had my own Joshua moment. It was like <laughs> That's the rock. That's the obviously rock. the rock. It's for it, sure the rock. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with me. Um, I was too in my chicken fingers at that moment. I yeah, think. yeah. I mean, they were pretty good. So there's that parts of it. Right. And then I do still the scene I hate the most in this movie is still is still the same scene. Well, it's actually, I guess, too. Right. The one I really hate is when he gets free of the tank and then fights his way out and then floats to the surface. Uh-huh. That scene to me, and I think I said this in the first podcast, is the epitome of why The Rock is wrong for this stuff and why his I can't be beaten is awful and it makes terrible storytelling. Because again, he's not Black Adam at that point, right? Like he's, he's normal Teth Adam who is a skinny, malnourished person and he takes down armed guards with guns he gets smacked with beef sticks and brushes it off like nothing hurts him. It is super stupid. Do you say stupid. beef sticks? Beat sticks. I thought you said beef sticks. Like just I was trying giant to think of like sticks of beef. Did I miss like something? Jerky. It's Snap the it Macho Slim Man, Jim? Randy Savage, Slim yeah. Jim smacking on the rock. I didn't um, see Randy Savage here. Bone saw. Bone saw is ready. Um, yeah, like that scene. I despise it and like semi-close to that is this fight in the bedroom is exactly the reflection of that like it's the same thing he can't be injured really he can't be beat and i think it really just makes for a bad movie i will say like this is the part that like i think is amplified for me watching this the second time around really focusing in and and knowing about stuff it made it a little bit worse because like the i see the point of what he was trying to do He's treating this character like it's the most powerful being on the planet, which is the wrong interpretation of Black Adam, first off. And two, because he's treating it like that, he's really trying to like one one punch man it where he's just bored all the time because nothing can stop him. So he has just like bored expression. He just like floats around doing stuff. Just like I see what was happening there. But like this is the thing. It makes for a semi boring character that way. 
it feels like to me like all the things people complain about superman were like superman's so boring he's so powerful i'm like well that's not true if you write the story right and like this is a great example of that where it's just like ah yes like there is a level of like he's too powerful and it's a little bit boring because no one beats him superman gets beaten that happens in stories so that part really stuck out to me and really bothered me and the other thing is it doesn't make a hell of any sense that he's this powerful because him and shazam are the same why is shazam not doing this when you because, think about uh, that because it's... uh black adam is fueled by hate Oh, uh, and revenge ah, and the vengeance okay. makes him more powerful there it is okay yeah it's it's nonsense so like it really does affect a lot about the dc um dc extended universe whatever what i would call it um because of the rocks pov on it and they made him too powerful so those parts really stuck out to me a lot more and bothered me i think a lot more yeah uh, i don't know i guess they didn't bother me all that much still and i think especially because I, I did watch this one having a um, a modicum of sympathy for The Rock uh, this time around. Because uh, did you? I did. I did. What? I it's did. Weird. I I don't know if you if you if you if you run face first into a wall. Is that really you know? I mean, I don't I don't feel I, bad for the person who just did that. So yeah, that was the, like the feeling that I had was not uh, far off from that. Was like watching. Um, like an America's funniest home videos injury sustained, <laughs> except not watching it uh, on like uh, with like the, the 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 protection of a TV screen between me and the thing. It felt like watching it happen, uh, like being there when it happened was what it was like watching it this time. I was like, oh man, uh, like watching the whole like. I think that there's an earnestness and a sincerity to making this movie. I think he really, really was very excited about this and really, really thought like, I don't think it was just because it's a big business proposition. Like it feels like a movie that like he cares about the character. He stayed engaged with it for a decade. Plus we talked about this the first time we thought, mm -hmm. talked through black Adam, like he really wanted this to work. He really thought that this was finally it. This is a, this is like franchise mode. I'm going to get locked into the comic book superhero genre. And this is going to be the thing. And then like, no one, no one cared and no one liked it. And uh, like a lot of like the, the rock is like trying to act and he's trying to act like an antihero in this film and trying to be like sort of like the good bad guy in this movie. And there is like this real sort of like genuine quality to him trying and then knowing on the other side of watching it, watching it now, knowing, gosh, a failure, it failed. It, it is it is it is never to come back. And the, and the rock is, is has taken this huge impact uh as a result of this i don't want to spoil another movie though i have to tell you that when we get to the post credit scenes rankings we will have no choice but to spoil a movie that is coming out like right now uh and so we'll have to talk about that because i think it's just so linked that we have no choice but to talk about it in this podcast but gosh i feel like how could how could black adam's like biggest victim the the person that black adam so ruthlessly savaged the most end up being the rock kevin there is a little bit of sadness to it watching I, it this time i mean i guess but i think this the problem is that if all of that were true and it didn't have the problems i stated the ego behind it it would be really sad and i don't think it would have ended up the way it did but even going into it, there, I think there was enough of a level of people just being just like, why is Black Adam fighting Superman? What, what, is, what is this? And I think that level of it, that ego, right? Like, I do think he was passionate about it. I do think there's levels of this character he likes, but he wanted this character to be something it wasn't. And it's just like, this is not that, my man. And he just did it because he has that power. And if you look at that in a vacuum, you know, it's like, oof, that's rough, but like hubris, dude. Massive hubris is where, if you look at it in a vacuum, once it's all done and we know about the other stuff, we know about how he went over executives back, how he pulled Cavill without actual like confirmation about that stuff, made promises that he wasn't going to be able to keep. That takes it to another level. I'm just like, where I'm like, I don't feel as bad, right? And like, <laughs> yeah. There's a level of like, yeah, he hurt himself, but he also hurt poor Henry. Yeah. Well, somebody please think of Henry Cavill. Sure. Yeah. When you think of Henry Cavill, I do think that the person that The Rock punched the hardest might have been <laughs> Superman. 
Uh, so I don't know if Black Adam would win in a fight against Superman, uh, but I think maybe we found out that Superman loses in a fight against The Rock. Yeah, unfortunately, that's like the outcome of this, right? So like, I do feel like a little bad, but like this level of hubris and also I think, you know what? Like, if that was the level he was at, he probably could have used some humbly. Maybe, like, right? maybe, like, maybe, it, maybe, yeah. So I feel and also like, like I'm not gonna feel like that. I'm not gonna spend too much yeah, time doing that. Rich that. He's black. He's, he's, he's the rock. Fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's yeah. fine. His life is fine. He's gonna do a live action Moana now. Like he's gonna do all this other stuff. So I'm so fine. mad about that too. I don't blame him for that. But like, what are you guys doing? Sure, but there does feel like this. You know, the, the Rock was this man of the people. He has mm-hmm. like a lot of goodwill on his side, and it does feel like I don't know how much this is just like the extremely online take, and I think that is actually probably some of it is just like, man, The Rock is like not The Rock is no longer my guy. Like felt like sort of the internet changed overnight on him. So, uh, you know, luster the luster wears off. So, a question that I wanted to get into with you was, what are we keeping? What do we keep here? What do we keep? We're, let's salvage Black Adam for parts. If you're James Gunn, are you keeping any of this? Do you think he's going to keep any of this? James Gunn has kind of confusingly uh, said like, oh, you know, I don't know about Ezra Miller. Maybe, maybe. I mean, which feels like they're going to wait until after The Flash is done making all of its money. But like, we're done with Ezra Miller. Like, you know, yeah, like, we're out, a, we're out. you know, like, yeah. a, but there's like, I don't know, maybe uh, my, my my Peacemaker squad, my Suicide Squad friends, they're going to come along for the party. Like, there does seem to be some confusion over which elements are sticking around and what's getting fully redone. Like, Superman, fully redone. We're recasting. Henry Cavill is out of the job. Um, but are there things that you would keep from Black Adam, or is the move... Even as much as you and I enjoyed the JSA stuff, even as much as you and I enjoyed Dr. Fate or Hawkman or whoever, um, do you just have to burn it all down and start over? And if, 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 if you're doing that to these people, then like we got to do that to all of them, right? That's the unfortunate part. And this is the confusing part, right? About like, what are they going to do in the Flash? Because it, it just odd for me you gotta sort of burn it all down i did like the jsa it doesn't mean we're ne- we can never see the jsa again and knowing james gunn we'll probably see the jsa at some point yeah I mean, he he included the original uh guardians and guardians of the galaxy so i'm sure the jsa is going to show up in some capacity in the new stuff um and i'm okay with that especially if he makes them old we finally get old man like ted you know ted grant like a plus <laughs> like like i'm a dude in a cat suit like that would be very fun um but like the unfortunate part is that then has to come at the sacrifice of the thing we really really like which is the suicide squad the one thing i would want to keep personally everything else as much as i was fine with pieces of like even batfleck or i like henry cavill if you write him as superman you got to get it all. You got to you got to take all of it out. And the thing that I would want to have kept the most is the peacemaker, right? John Cena is peacemaker, is the suicide squad group, is his uh is his peep, right? Economos like uh uh and and um Harcourt, like Amanda Waller even, like, you know, Viola Davis is so good. But that might have to be the sacrifice, right? Like that might have to be the person who is just like, I'm sorry. I'll stay behind and push the button. And, you know, poor John Cena hits the button and incinerates all of them, but takes out the rest of the DCEU with him. Yeah, but it's it it doesn't seem like that's going to be what happens. It doesn't seem like it's going to well, be this do full we have reset. Confer- what, what do we have that's confirmed? That's the, the big question. What we, what we have confirmed right at this very second is that we don't have this stuff confirmed. And exactly. there, there was this big rollout of what does our slate of coverage look like? And there was, I felt like, and still feel like, and I actually think if anything, what I got triggered by the most by watching Black Adam this time is like, I, I actually don't feel like I've got a lot of clarity of what's going on with the DC stuff still. And so I'm, I'm left with this feeling of, I don't know that it's Black Adam that destroyed the DC universe. I think that the DC universe may have kind of tanked itself. Uh, and there is not a lot uh, of um, like surefire faith 
that I have that even someone as clearly brilliant as James Gunn is going to be able to write the ship. So much is going to be riding on Superman legacy being a huge hit. Um, if it's not, then like the narrative immediately is going to be, this is yet another disaster and DC can't survive another disaster like this. I don't think. I mean, listen, for a zillion reasons, Warner Brothers has been in, like, deep doo-doo for years. Um, and this would not help. Uh, but I think the reason that we don't have clarity is because of the Flash, right? Like, I do think a direct effect, we, we, I've been thinking about this since you asked it last week, of Shazam 2, is partially Black Adam and partially everything happening. I think the reason that movie didn't do well is sort of contingent on the fact that like black adam didn't do well and there's all these changes and people kind of got massive fatigue here about the dc universe i think the reason why the flash is different and they have to wait is because they're not making a flash movie they're making a michael keaton batman movie and they're hoping that that's gonna bring in the big bucks which it probably will probably will do well because of that but they can't make confirmations they can't say what's going what's leaving because they need to your point this money before they die and so i think they have to keep that running for the flash and then probably aquaman or they're just going to forget about aquaman which is also a high possibility you mean um, uh like just like not bring him along for the ride or just at this, at the moment the flash is over they're just going to announce what matters and what doesn't and eat the loss that is going to be the aquaman movie like say that like Jason oh, was not wow. coming back. Just like other shelve it? Not shelve it. I mean like basically say like this is what's keeping, this is what's going. Jason Momoa is no longer Aquaman. This is a brand new universe. Nothing that came before mattered. Like they'll just make that announcement and that will come at the cost of Aquaman. I think Aquaman will still do well, but it won't do probably as well because it won't quote unquote matter to a lot of people because it won't fit in the new universe. So they're, I think they're willing to be like take the losses on Aquaman once we just have to get past the Flash. And then we can announce that none of it matters. I yeah. just have to do that. The Flash is too much money. It's too much money and too much time and too much investment. So I feel like that's the real reasoning. And that's what's really happening. That's exhausting. That's exhausting. It's exhausting. That's exhausting. That's Imagine exhausting. Imagine if you're James Gunn. How exhausting must he feel having it, to deal with this? That's exhausting. And I hope that he's getting a nice paycheck. Because sometimes when I'm at my lower points with this stuff, like I think that he has uh, uh, hitched his wagon to a losing proposition. Uh, and I think that Black Adam coming out at this time of transition and having sort of the sloppy behind the scenes situation that it has turns the movie into sort of an ambassador of the troubles with superhero movies uh, and specifically with DC, but I think more broadly superhero movies. And I think that the, like, it would be like a totally different thing if that movie was Suicide Squad, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. OG, like, you know, a movie that is just like clearly not good. Um, Black Adam, I don't think is like outright bad. It is like somewhere for me between fine and pretty good uh, is, is where I land with it. But I think it ends up getting this stickier reputation sort of similarly. And I know you will disagree on this, which is fine. I, I feel this way about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, that that movie is like not as bad as the rep that it gets, but is emblematic of a moment in time of like enough already, which I totally get. Um, so I think Black Adam is sort of the DC's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I guess is the thesis I just tossed out. Woof. I mean... Yeah, maybe that's what I I'm I, I don't I don't see because like I said I'm like this is this is fine this is whatever and I really hate it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that anyway. one is but... gonna age very poorly. I do think. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Different reasons than this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I it's it's such a weird spot. I feel like though I feel like we we have this like site like the time is a flat circle. Everything repeats itself. What was once was is is again every what every, was like, will be right what was will be what is will be no more now every, is a season of <laughs> evil every two years a superhero movie will come out and the internet will be this is the worst movie in existence like it happened with wonder woman 84 which we were like it's fine it happened with black adam which we were like it's fine and I feel like it's going to keep happening, especially uh, now. I mean, I think there's it's, with DC, it's it's a lot of that where people are just like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like, guys, it's not that bad. Like, the, Suicide Squad is still the worst. There's no question Suicide Squad is the worst. And I think the arguments otherwise are kind of bonkers. 
but it feels like this always happens. Um, sometimes I'll agree with it. I do think <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, whatever. But like other times, I'm just kind of like, it was fine. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a dumpster fire, guys. Right. Calm down. Um, and that's where we are here. Now, again, in retrospect, this movie's hilarious. It was hilarious for what it what it caused, what it did, the memes alone about the hierarchy, as we're gonna talk about the post credits. It's watching this movie, there is a level of just humor that you're just kind of like, oh man, the choices. What'd, what'd you guys do? What were you doing? Um, so like it, you watch it with a completely different lens now. Um, but it is also funny in a lot of pieces to your point, right? Like there's a lot of good humor, I think. There's a lot that could have been going for it. And I, I think again, if it just, if it just maybe wasn't the Rock, it, it could have been something different. I don't know, dude. It's, it's wild. No, it's hard to separate the reality from the movie at this point. All right, Kevin. Well, let's rate it. Let's rate the film. Uh, our mother box ratings remain open. If you want to send in your scores, you could do so. By emailing in super at postshowrecaps.com. That's our hotline. That's going to go to me, Kevin, and Brendan Fitzpatrick, our Jimmy Olsen behind the scenes. You can rate the movies from a scale of zero to three mother boxes, the villains, and the post credit scenes as well. Uh, and we shall do so as well. Your score, my score, Kevin's score, we will all swirl together and form the official Everything is Super Score for all of the DCEU. So, Kevin, let's get into it with Black Adam. The movie score, I was uh, logging your score before we hopped onto the podcast, and the question you asked me to kick off your scoring of the film was, what else have I given it to? Yep. Uh, <laughs> what else was there? The answer to that question was, you gave Wonder Woman 84 a 2, and everything else has a different score than a 2. Uh, and I thought that it was relevant to bring up that you gave Zack Snyder's Justice League a 1.9. Yep. And people might hate me for this, but I'm going to stick with that too. I think Wonder Woman 84 is exactly the line here <laughs> of what this movie is. Because I feel like our reactions to that movie are very similar. Even upon rewatching it, we were like, it's fine. What are people mad about? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's I think like, there's a harmless. lot of things to be mad about, but not the like the movie itself is fine. There's a on, lot of things around it to be mad about, but on its on its own, on its own, completely, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but it there is, is a lot. There's a lot uh, of additional ornaments hanging up on this uh, very disappointing <laughs> Christmas tree. Um, this lightning infused Christmas tree. Yeah. Correct. Um, I'm I'm a scooch lower than you are on on Black Adam simply because I think given its historical properties I have a hard time allowing it into the two club for me uh, I just I can't I can't quite do it so I'm going just beneath uh, I'm giving it a one point nine I feel like it's appropriate that Black Adam uh, for me uh, mirrors its place in uh human uh history which is just on the outside looking in like its face just pressed up against the window like the meme uh looking in <laughs> at everybody else inside drinking cocoa there's james gunn he's knitted sweaters for the new superman actor whoever's the new batman is there uh the young wonder woman has shown up as well the earthbound Green Lantern cop show actors are here and Dwayne Johnson and Pierce Brosnan and Aldous Hodge and everybody else. They're all just like, gosh, I'm cold out here. Can we get inside? And Dwayne's like, Rock, I oh. thought you said you had an invite. I, I like, do have an invite. It's just that it was, uh, you know, it was on my phone and uh, my phone died. Well, I've got a portable charger. It won't work with my phone. Why not? Uh, we got to go. <laughs> So it's just oh, crap. On the Henry's outside. coming. We got to leave. We got to leave. <laughs> it's just on the outside looking in. Yeah, I think Henry gets invited to the party before Black Adam gets invited to the party. So <laughs> giving it a 1.9, uh, I feel like that that cements its place sort of historically with where things stand with the DCU for me and also is closer to I think I am more of an authentic two uh, probably on this movie that I think it's I think it's at least fine. And I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I put it on. I was happy to be watching it. I didn't feel bad about my life. Um, Black Adam is uh, the king of the bottom half of the rankings. 
Kevin. Uh, the mm-hmm. rankings as they currently stand. Suicide Squad in dead last. Batman versus Superman Department of Justice in 11th. Justice League is 10th. Man of Steel is 9th. Zack Snyder's Justice League is 8th. Here he is on his throne. Black Adam, lucky number 11. Wonder Woman 84 at 6. Aquaman is 5. Birds of Prey is 4. Wonder Woman is 3. Shazam is 2. V Suicide Squad is 1. Um, this, this is, is a ca- the right ranking. I'm this- sorry. This is perfection (laughs) this is a case kevin where um us being higher on a film elevates it past the audience score but barely uh the audience is a 1.5 on black adam they are a 1.6 on Zack snyder's justice league and it is the difference maker of uh, black adam is at 1.79 to Zack snyder's justice league's 1.76 this is right for me though and i think this is what we're here for (laughs) To make sure that the balance is proper. Because I do think this is, you're right, this is the the top of the bottom half. Uh, of all the movies you listed, it is unfortunate and maybe it shows our bias. But it is a particular type and era of the DCEU that we are not necessarily fans of. It's not for us. More like the DCPU. The uh, and Black Adam is sort of like the start of the shift. Right, the start of the shift where there's different filmmakers with different visions. Now, this is The Rock's vision, and we weren't happy about that, so it's at the bottom here. But when you look at the other movies, it sort of started to hit like these films that had their own take, and they felt different from from that DCEU that we weren't really into. So I do feel like just on on a like thematic level for what we did here, trying to look at the DCEU as a whole, Spitz, Spitz narrative uh fitzy's the narrative uh villain rankings as we look to that uh sabak is not the king of the bottom half but sabak is decidedly in the bottom half uh sabak is gonna land at 17 overall as you gave uh sabak half a mother box as did i 0.6 from the listeners 0.6 overall uh kevin could you explain sabak to me at all he uh like his death scene's kind of great Yes, being ripped in half, sure. Yeah, um, after like, being given like the catchphrase that Amon gave him to to give, which is kind of fun. Tell him the so, man in black sent in black you. Such a, uh, it's it's so wild that there's been well over a decade of superhero movies, and they still couldn't get the villain's part right. Like what? Um, but here we are. He's just such a nothing burger. It's like the whole movie is just like, ah, yes, we have to stop him from getting this crown. Bad things will happen. And he gets it. He's just like, I am a CGI monster now. And you're just like, okay, cool. And then they fight him and then that's it. And you're just like, all right, I guess. Like, Uh it just, it was so nothing because they focus a lot on Black Adam, who is a villain, who probably should have been the villain. Probably, uh, but that's not how this works. Okay, so we're going to do post-credits now. Now we're going to talk about the post-credits rankings, and I have Mm -hmm. to remind you that this is going to include a spoiler for a movie that is out right now. Uh, So if you're like really excited about all of the May 2023 movies and you want to stay completely clear of any spoilers for movies from May 2023... I would skip forward, like call it, uh, let's say three, three minutes. Let's give you three minutes on the clock. Kevin is how long we will spend on this spoiler enough filibustering. You have skipped forward or you've stuck around. That's all I'm going to say. So black Adam is going to be famous for among other things, Kevin being the movie where Henry Cavill shows up at the end as Superman. And it is revealed weeks and weeks ahead of time that he is going to be coming back, that it's dropped as this big box office draw that ultimately leads to nowhere. Hilariously, we are now seeing right now in our current culture that Dwayne Johnson is in the Henry Cavill seat uh, as the star of a post credit scene of the latest Fast and Furious movie, promising that Luke Hobbs shall return to the family. Uh, And this is after a very public spat between Vin Diesel 
and The Rock. And I think that it is worth bringing into the conversation because this is another side effect of the failure of Black Adam. It forced Dwayne Johnson to go back hat in hand to Vin Diesel, Kevin. Yeah, like that's hilarious to me that this is where, like, this is where we, I think when, when we were talking about it, we were like, uh, I hope the dialogue is exactly the same. I hope Hobbs just walks out and like, it's been a long time since the world has ever seen someone move that fast. <laughs> Dom, we should talk. We like, should right? Talk. Like, it's just, it's so wild to see this flip and to see that he had to do this because, like, if Black Adam was successful, obviously not the case, but Black Adam failed. His public image is a bit rough. So I think, like, him having to do this is insane and hilarious. Like, and the fact that it got leaked early, the same way this did. Yeah. Makes me wonder if he leaked it. You would think so. He also, you know, being talked about as he was the person who leaked the the distorted uh, numbers uh, to the trades. So, like, yeah, it feels like maybe, like, chatty Dwayne, uh, not an impossibility. So it's just very notable that that's happening now, at the time now that we're talking about Black Adam. It's just another one of these, like, gosh, uh, everything's connected. Serendipitous. Yeah. So with that being said, I think for historical value, I have no choice but to give the Superman Black Adam uh, post-credits a three uh, because it's the, it's the one of all, all of the DCEU post-credits that I will never forget. Uh, I will probably forget. I'm just looking through the list right now. Each and every one of them I would probably forget, given enough time. I will never forget that Henry Cavill as Superman shows up for his likely final appearance in the DC movies as Superman with the Christopher Reeve music, with the with the curl, uh, and here he is one last time with the promise of a new hierarchy in the DCU, only for it to go precisely nowhere, Kevin. I, I, I loved it at the time because it was an exciting promise, and now it's like, I can't, I can't look at this as anything other than like a perfect encapsulation of why maybe we shouldn't be doing post credits anymore. I, Josh, I agree with you one hundred percent. This post credit scene is hilarious. Now, like this, it started, and I just started chuckling. Like it's just so legendary. To your point. Like people are just gonna remember this moment and like this post credit scene, and it's just. I also think the complete embodiment of the problems with this movie, but kind of the DCEU as a whole. So to have this and have this 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 tease that amounted to nothing, that put a cart before the horse, that really thought so so highly of itself that it would be able to be the best thing ever and change superhero movies. It really, really feels like the perfect encapsulation of everything the DCEU was. And, like, what a moment. And I so want like, it to yeah. be the king of the post credit scenes. You know, it like, I want it to stand it for, on the very, very top. Because it, it represents something here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think for what we're doing, once again, it just fits that narrative. So, yeah, three for me. Yeah, unfortunately... Um, it is not the king of the post-credits uh, rankings. It is the vice president of the post-credits rankings. Peacemaker being alive at the end of the Suicide Squad is still at the top, um, barely. I, I believe, Kevin, have I not yet used my score revision? Ooh, you don't? I don't think you have. I don't think I have. I you I'm gonna I'm, I'm, multiverse it. So right now, what I'm doing is I'm holding up my hidden immunity idol and letting you know I have it. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing it today. I'm not playing it yet. We've got a I'm, week. <laughs> I'm giving the listeners the opportunity to write in with their scores and push the Superman cameo to the top of the heap. And if you don't do it, I'll do it for you. Is probably. I mean, you're gonna, gonna have happen. to. Last next week is the last time you could use your hidden immunity idol. The Flash. So we you... could do it at the Flash. We could do it at the Flash. Are you, um, you're extending it now. The Flash is like Final Four. Well, that doesn't feel right. That you. I think it's Final Form. There. Final Form. <laughs> it's my Final Form. <laughs> I haven't even seen my Final Form. Uh, yeah, fine. I'll do it next week. If it if it hasn't changed otherwise, I will do it next week uh, by altering my Peacemaker Lives score. Is what I will do. Uh, I will dramatically alter that to the degree that I have to in order to put 
uh, Superman at the top of the heap. So I will cheat this thing down the line. That's how it's going to go. Will, you will change the hierarchy. Yes, I'm going to change the hierarchy. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, I won't do it today, but I will do it next week if it hasn't been done already. And yeah, we'll close the things out. Uh, so that'll just be where we lock it in, Kevin. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, the Robin Award for Best Sidekick. I believe you told me before we started that Robin abstained from watching Black Adam. Yeah, I was like, hey, you, you've watched all the others. Do you want to finally watch this one? And response was basically, absolutely not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's not happening. Uh, I will say I could probably guess who her pick would be. And- Noah Centennio? No, 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 no. I do think she would go Dr. Fate on this because I think Pierce Brosnan was a good representation of the character. I think he looked visually cool. Uh, Noah Centennio is very fun, but like... I don't think there's enough that that like really pushes him into like what Adam Smasher is fully fully like, um, but there's close enough. But I think uh, I think it'd be I think it'd be Doctor Fate. Okay, uh, I love that because also think- he was old, which is also a big thing for her. The JSA, especially the original members, should be old. I think. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate is one of my very favorite characters of the DCEU. Uh, I'm I'm a very simple person. You put Pierce Brosnan in a movie, I'm probably gonna be pretty happy about it. Uh, But I I think in this case, like he's so happy to be there. I think we talked about this interview with these interviews that he was doing at the time when we talked about Black Adam originally, Uh, like the enthusiasm was there. James Gunn should bring Pierce Brosnan back. Uh, Even if he's just one of the many Dr. Fates that the new Dr. Fate has access to, like he could be the Alfred to whoever is the new Dr. Fate. Uh, Like bring him in. I think Pierce Brosnan, like you could, you could summon him from another Demi plane and he would be, he would be a very wise person to, to bring back into the new DC universe. Well, it'd be really interesting to mess with that stuff because I do think he can do that, right? Because I think I mentioned to you, like, Kent Nelson essentially exists within the helmet along with Naboo in order to talk to whoever the new uh, fate is. Right. So I think you can pull that off. You can just make some mumbo-jumbo where it's just like there's only one fate across the multiverse or something like that. And I think that'd be really interesting to play with. All right, final battle rankings, Kevin. We got to place oh, Black Adam. Um, is it better than The Suicide Squad? No! Is it better than Aquaman? Absolutely not. Is it better than Birds of Prey? Come on, dude. Is it better than Shazam? No. Is it better than Zack Snyder's Justice League? Honestly, no. I don't think it is. Is it better than Justice League? Now, here's where we're getting some interesting stuff. Uh, The villain is essentially still a nothing burger in in a similar sense. Steppenwolf is nothing. This guy is nothing. They both have horns. So what we're talking about here <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. is essentially which is the cooler fight, right? Between the Justice League using all their powers or the JSA and Black Adam using their powers and fighting him. There's a very cool moment, in my opinion, in here where we have um, Hawkman using the Helmet of Fate. And just like I learned this from a friend, I think that this is a very, very cool moment. So it has a solid argument for overtaking that, but it's a tough one because there's also really cool moments in the Justice League fight even. Yeah, I think that I am a vote for placing Black Adam in between the two Justice Leagues. Um, I think that I'm in favor of that because I really do like the way that the JSA gets to play around. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to delineate between, I think that uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is just like bigger, more bombastic and has a lot of creativity to it or a surprising amount of creativity to it. Uh, And it's more epic, of course, than the Black Adam stuff. Um, And I think that I lump Dr. Fate's uh, fate in with the final battle, even though it is sort of, uh, you know, break it's broken up with uh, the stuff that you really dislike uh, when the rock is breaking out of uh, underwater jail. Um, But the Dr. Fate standoff is linked to that final battle. And I think that's one of the the best scenes of the movie and one of my favorite scenes of the DC movies. Uh, And then to your point, uh, Hawkman doing the Dr. Fate thing is great. Really, really fun sequence uh, that I think works really well for me. And I think that the the killing line is uh, pretty distinct from Black Adam. I do really enjoy that moment. Uh, and so I can remember things about Zack Snyder's Justice League's final battle that I greatly enjoyed as well, much less that I can think of when it comes to Justice League, for sure. Uh, so I would put Black Adam between the two. I think that's absolutely fair. Because um, I, as you said that, I'm like, yeah, I can't really delineate between the two of them necessarily. But yes, I, I think that's a proper placement for this. Okay. Um, 
Well, that ends it. That's it. That's Black Adam revisited. Uh, Alex had written in and said, I think I liked this one more than I thought I would. Some clunky parts, very questionable acting. I don't want to be too mean, but the kid who played Amon was terrible. 1998 called, they want your kickflip shenanigans back. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was very silly every time he skateboarded this time. Alex says, but seeing The Rock just stoically eviscerate people for two hours was actually pretty fun. And Pierce Brosnan was awesome. Um, Yeah, Alex basically says how I felt in a paragraph as opposed to an hour plus podcast. (laughs) Kevin, that leaves us with one more movie before The Flash happens. Uh, The last movie of our revisiting series. And for me, a first visit because I didn't see it. Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which came out in March and is going to be on Max, not HBO Max, because it's going to be Max by the time that ends, uh, starting next week. Blue now. (laughs) We'll be able to watch Blue Max, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Uh, I am interested, interested to see where this is going to land, Kevin. Very interested to hear your takes on it because you have not talked to me about it at all. Not at all. Yep. So. We'll talk it through uh, and see where that takes us. And then we will be chilling until Flash comes out. And then we'll have more to, to say about uh, where things landed with DC. That'll be the final part of our DC run through. So make sure you're getting feedback in super at postshowrecaps.com. Send in your scores, all of that good stuff. Stay subscribed. Postshowrecaps.com slash super is the RSS link. If you want to search by URL or you can just search everything as super, super postshow recaps and you will find us that way kevin's at kev mahadeo on twitter at the Mahadman on instagram and is podcasting here on poster recaps about doctor who way eh? indeed we're talking about doctor who every week we are in season four arguably considered the big turning point in the show as when it gets like really really good so great time to jump on in uh we just did a, a two-parter that was really fun to cover introducing some really hilarious villains known as Tarans. Uh, so if you are a Doctor Who fan, you can check us out there. Or if you've never watched Doctor Who, jump on in with this season because it's a great, great starting point and really is like good Doctor Who. Okay. All right. Well, check out the that good doctor. doctor. The good Who. Doctor Who. <laughs> he is a surgeon. Uh, so <laughs> check all that out. On that's doc- crazy, man. <laughs> on the Doctor Who podcast on Post Show Recaps. Come back next week for Shazam! Fury of the Gods as we start to close this thing down on the DCU project here on Everything is Super. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.